Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week's episode is a spotlight on John Hughes movies, so listen to Tony and Yenny discuss their favorites. Enjoy! Hey folks, it's Tony the Movie Guy. Before we start the episode, a quick message from our sponsor. So, Great Oral Health. I've talked about these guys a few times. These are probiotic, like, chews, like tablets. They're actually really good for you. They taste good. Uh, You take them at the end of the day before you go to sleep. You wake up in the morning and your significant other is going to thank Great Oral Health tremendously for your excellent breath in the morning. Uh, This is a product I've used for over a year nearly. I I love it. I couldn't recommend it more, uh, which is why I'm really happy to have them as our sponsor on the show. So go to www.greatoralhealth.com and use the special promo code to get 15% off your next order. That's G-O-H-2019. G-O-H-2019. That's Great Oral Health. Check them out. Now, on with the show. Hey folks, it's Tony the Movie Guy and Miss Money Any, and we're with you today with a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This is a throwback episode. I'm actually uh, super pumped about this. Uh, We're going to do a spotlight on John Hughes, who's a really beloved film director and writer. Uh, This guy has written and directed many of the classic and most beloved 80s teen coming-of-age kind of comedy dramas, and actually kind of quite well into the 90s as well. His career was quite interesting. Uh, but anyway, I'm super excited about putting a spotlight on this beloved writer and director, John Hughes. What do you think, Miss Money, Any? Well, Tony the movie guy. I think, along with everything that he's done, um, just what he created... Uh, for the movie industry was in essence like that entire coming of age genre in a way he almost created it yeah yeah and inspirationally look what followed along with one of our favorite stranger things episodes that was completely out of a john hughes movie basically oh the finale of season two that whole episode was like yeah and we all thought of that yeah Uh, not just me and you a lot of people commented on it so to me he was one of these people who like you know you say a spielberg-esque movie a john hughes-esque movie right he is an inspiration and i'm actually super excited as well yeah he was a trailblazer for that type of movie that kind of nostalgic feel good but also like teen coming of age the coming of age type of film you're right even the ones that made in the 90s to 2000 no matter how good they are you always think of john hughes don't you yeah and that 
time period, I mean, I know as a young, you know, as a young woman from the age of between like 12 and 17, it's a tough time for everyone. For for us men too. <laughs> that's why I changed it to everyone, not just <laughs> us women. But like I was saying from my point of view, it was a, you know, a tough time. You go through all kinds of emotions, all kinds of changes, all kinds of, you know, your first heartbreak, your first Hormonal this, your first changes. that. <laughs> yeah, but he just put this great spotlight on the high school experience you know the the nerd the the popular girl the unpopular girl all these things and that's so i think real to everybody yeah i agree and i think it's safe to say no one's done it better than john hughes no one that's why he really kind of sets the standard for that type of film agreed um good so i'm gonna as normal on tony the movie guy deep dive go all in i want to go through his entire career here's what's interesting about john hughes um we lost this man way too young way Um, way too young he he died i think in his 50s he died in 2009 um and uh what was very interesting about him was you'll see uh, the the largest body of his work was in the 80s he ruled the 80s absolutely and then a lot of people forget some of the biggest films of the 90s he was involved in but he kind of stepped back as a director and instead wrote them or produced them and then kind of after the the 90s he just vanished he stayed outside of hollywood he like yeah. lived off in the boonies he wasn't really part of the hollywood scene it wasn't really for him probably got too too crazy yeah it, it's very odd and it's sad because i i think he could have done so much more but again it's so interesting how his films are just a time capsule yeah. of the 80s and they live on i mean they live on in other films that do it well i i watch his movies almost every year Absolutely. a couple of them every year i will rewatch he has so many films that are a classics but b so enjoyable and rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I'll just kick it off. I'm going to go through the chronological sequence. We'll just kind of discuss, uh, you know, our, our likes, dislikes. And, you know, there are some films that I don't really care for. There might even be a few here. I think when I was going through, it, I was like, oh, actually, I don't know that I've seen that um, because I could rattle off the classics. Sure. Absolutely. But again, I want to kind of go through his whole body of work. Yeah. And when, with our, you know, for our listeners that there, there may be things they've never heard of. Exactly. You know? Yeah. When we do these spotlight episodes on an actor or writer or director, I like to cover their full career. Um, so it starts in 1983. He wrote Mr. Mum. That's my birth year. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. wow. Yeah, I was I have never seen Mr. Mom. Way before. Really? With Michael Keaton? <laughs> no. See, I have seen that movie. It, it's cute. It's kind of forgettable. Whenever I think of that movie now, I think of Stranger Things Season 2, Sean, oh. Sean Austin, Mr. Mom. <laughs> I didn't even get <laughs> yeah. that. That's um, funny. I mean, it's Michael Keaton. It, it was a cute film. He's a stay-at-home dad looking okay. after the kids. Um, John Hughes wrote it. By the way, I'm not only going to cover the films he directed because he wrote Oh, Some of course. absolute yeah. classics. There's films people could swear he directed that are total standards of his type of movie. Right. But he actually didn't even direct. He wrote. Right. Um, so I am going to cover them. It's still his magic if he writes it. Exactly. Uh, same year, 1983, National Lampoon's Vacation with Chevy Chase. Love the vacation the, movies. Right, so he was the writer. He wrote that one. Okay, good. 1984, this is the film that really puts him on the map, 16 Candles. And he wrote 
and directed that. And then he gave the world Molly Ringworld, who was kind of the it girl of the 80s and was like John Hughes's go-to girl. Um, also, uh, Anthony Michael Hall mm -hmm. is the geek in that film. Um, you like 16 Candles I do. a lot, right? I mean, we've discussed this quite a bit in terms of um, the... Uh, how it holds up and different things about it but i think it's a really sweet adorable film so people love 16 candles it's not my favorite yeah i've all. seen it a couple of times and i've always said the only issue i have with that film is um it's a bit jarring yeah, at times it is. it's quite racist yeah it's quite sexist and misogynistic um and some of those things I always found a bit jarring, you know. So I just rewatched Sixteen Candles like a week or so ago. Okay. I actually, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered. But you know, you've got that kind of stereotypical Asian character, right? Which right. I, I, I thought it's just a, it's a bit racist. And then th there's a couple ways how they depict women in that film that I found quite. Like a bit like, Jesus, I don't think they'd get away with that today. Right. You know, he makes a comment on, you know, oh, my girlfriend's so drunk, I could have had her anytime I wanted. You right. Know? And then he, you know, the guy, the, the big studly guy, you know, just lets the geek go off with his girlfriend and like have fun. You know, it was, but it's still, a, it's quite an endearing film. It is. Uh, Ringwald's great. Anthony Michael Hall's great in it. So that's 16 Candles. I enjoy that film. Um, and then 1985, The Breakfast Club. Oh which John Hughes wrote and directed, which is still, to me, his masterpiece. What's incredible is how much that film truly does stand the test of time. And it's a film that shouldn't work, which we've discussed before. Absolutely. You know, a bunch of high school kids in detention, in, detention <laughs> in one day over a weekend. And, and yet it's it's funny. It's moving. It, it's it's real. It's so well done. The dialogue is fantastic. And you're right. That's a classic one where it's like the bad boy, the jock, the introverted uh, girl, yeah. the you know the the high school princess, the, the goth. geek, yeah, the goth girl. Yeah. Um, amazing cast. I mean, Ali Sheedy, Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez. I love Breakfast Club. That is hands down my favorite John Hughes movie. So I agree. Five years ago, Tony found out I had not seen The Breakfast Club. Well, that was the first time you saw it. And he, you know, was very mad at me. Holy and I went shit. out and I bought the DVD. Oh, and I really? watched it at home on my own. Oh, I'm so proud of and you. And I loved it yeah, so brilliant. much. It's so touching. And, you know, one of those films you can just watch over and over again just for the dialogue. Yeah, I mean, talk about a film that is so quotable mm. you know eat my shorts does barry manilow know you raid his closet you know uh what's he you better watch out or you get the ball you know or something with the horns i don't remember the line there's so many ones and then of course don't you forget okay. about me and the fist pump i mean that entire end. ending is yeah. the feature of pitch perfect the first movie that's right <laughs> and the way they even redo that in acapella at the end was phenomenal yeah it's so iconic. Yeah, which shows how much that film stands the test of oh, time. Yeah. I watch Breakfast Club every single year. I love it. It's a very and it's a really brilliantly uh, written movie. Yeah, the dialogue is fantastic. It's so fun, and there are parts of the movie, as you said, that truly are quite 
moving. Oh, yeah. I you know, cried quite multiple in, times. Yeah, quite impinging. Yeah. Um, so I, I love Breakfast Club. Anyone who hasn't seen that, they need to run to watch it. Yeah. It's not just an 80s movie. It's like the epitome of a coming of age kind of high school movie. Exactly. Uh, it's definitely it's one of the most acclaimed films of all time, let alone acclaimed John Hughes films. Um, and he wrote and directed that. And then you've got 1985 uh, European Vacation, which he wrote another Chevy Chase I think Chase that's the one. only one I didn't see of the Vacation movies. Oh, really? That's yeah. the one I, I remember oh, quite really? well Yeah, as a kid. I remember Vegas and Christmas the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Christmas is a classic. Uh, this one I remember Boobies because it's R-rated <laughs> and I was, you know, I was of a kid when I watched it. Um, okay, good. 1985. What's strange about this one is I, it's kind of underrated. To me, it's an absolute classic he also wrote and directed weird science i weird science just, oh just so you know i, love I was weird going science. through going which is my favorite weird science was my sister's and mine like favorite growing up movie between that and like footloose i love weird, weird science, science is so goofy silly and amazing yeah it's fantastic. all round with yeah. a young bill paxton you got a, a baby bill paxton as the the douchebag brother chad or whatever who yeah. turns into a big pile of shit That's right. you've got uh, kelly lebrock at her absolute hottest uh, and again another young anthony michael hall you've got mm -hmm. a baby robert downey jr in this That's film right as one of the uh, the douchebags um it's such a fun movie it's really sweet i have watched that film so many times and as i said it doesn't get as much acclaim i think because it's so goofy probably but it's such a because they make film. a girl <laughs> yeah with boobs and she's super hot but it's such a great film i love 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 uh, weird science and a lot of people uh don't know or forget that he not only wrote it he directed weird science oh, that's as awesome. well yeah you know and then oinga boinga did the classic song weird science i i absolutely love that it's oh. a it's a toss-up for my top uh between that and breakfast club well here's what's interesting um at least six of his movies are in my top 100 movies of yeah, all time. absolutely. Like, literally, when I go through it. So, Breakfast Club is for sure. Weird Science might make my top 100, but it's definitely way up there. Um, the next one definitely does, which is 1985. Um, look how busy he was in the 80s. Right. Um, Pretty in Pink. I adore Pretty um, in Pink. Which he did not direct. Everyone thinks he directed it. He wrote Pretty in Pink. It was directed by Howard Dutch. It's That's so... Right. It's such the epitome of a John Hughes movie. It is. Lottie Ringwald. You've got, um, who's the guy? Uh, Andrew McCarthy. James Spader is I such know. a great douchebag. And then, of course, John Cryer as Ducky. The best. Absolutely fantastic. He didn't direct it, but it, you just wouldn't no, guess that No, you would never know. Because it's like that movie is what defines almost John Hughes. Everyone is, thinks of Pretty in Pink. Exactly, which is why I was like, holy shit, I have to cover the ones he wrote and directed. Absolutely. Because I can't do a spotlight on John Hughes <laughs> and leave out Pretty in Pink. So yeah. that just proves your point. Yeah, exactly. It's such a John Hughes movie. Uh, the soundtrack is fantastic. That whole scene with Ducky when he like In flies the... into the record store <laughs> so and does that good. whole like song to Otis Redding or yeah. something. Oh my God. So many great scenes. But again, that's another film where it really veers between comedy and dramatic and i have to make a, a point because that film and um one you'll cover later that's like another almost version of that story the classic best friend falling in love with the best friend i had that happened to me uh, twice when i was a young girl and it was heart-wrenching right 
because oh, because Ducky's in love. With Ducky's Molly in Bell. love with her, yeah. and she can you know sees him as her best friend and so forth. But it's a hard time as a young teenager to you know look at your your male best friend and he tells you or you know he's in love with you and you can't reciprocate that right. it's a really tough thing to go through because you feel like an absolute horrible human being because oh, you love that person yeah. you just don't love yeah that have person. the same feelings yeah. yeah so that that movie yeah when i saw it the first time i've seen it mm, 10 plus times uh, really resonated with me. Yeah, and again, they did the screenings for Pretty in Pink when it came out in the 80s before they released it in the theater. And originally she was going to get together with Ducky and oh, audiences hated that. Really? So that's why they changed the ending. So she does get with Andrew McCarthy, but then Ducky at the last minute kind of finds that that blonde chick is Christy Swanson from the Buffy I didn't the realize Vampire that. movie. Oh, yeah. that's right. It's just this random thing where she like picks ducky at the uh, the high school prom um anyway pretty in pink i love i love that movie it's a film i shouldn't love so much as a oh, as I a guy it. and i unabashedly do oh no yeah Oops. way more than 16 candles me too me um, too yeah i love it okay 86 this is my second favorite john hughes movie easily ferris bueller's day off such a you know, fun film incredible movie and again it veers so well between comedy mm-hmm. and drama the soundtrack is uh, amazing what's that whole bum bum Oh yeah, <laughs> bom, bom. Right. that comes from that movie, and I chica, also chica. and yeah, chica, chica. <laughs> and then he breaks the the fourth wall, like Ferris talks to the audience, right. you know. And at the end, the whole after credit scene, you're still here. What are you doing? <laughs> so movie's good. over. Go home. It, which has been copied so many times. Uh, Matthew Broderick is great in it. Amazing, I yeah. love, love, love um, Alan Ruck though. Yeah. Cameron, his best friend, yeah. uh, and then Jennifer Grey as his mm-hmm. uh, sister. Charlie Sheen's random cameo. The high school principal guy is fantastic. Who's the actor girlfriend the again? Um, oh, uh, Mia Sarah from yeah, Legend. That's right. You no, know, she didn't do much more, no. but she's great. In it. I remember her. Douchey, I mean, Legend's actually, one of my favorites. So. Yeah. Yeah, that amazing scene. It's all set in Chicago during the fair where they do the whole twist yeah, and shout so montage dance and the whole city breaks out. Such a classic scene. Um, I, I love that movie. But again, that breakdown that Cameron Ruck has, uh, Cameron yeah. Alan Ruck has at the end, you know, because his dad is so controlling of him and he lets the car crash off the, the side of the cliff. I mean, it's quite heart wrenching. Yeah. It really is. Um I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's yeah. it's it's probably yeah my second favorite. Yeah, I adore save it. Ferris, yeah. fantastic! Yeah. It really is. Okay, excellent. We're rolling through this. Um, and he he did write and direct that. So again, Hughes wrote and directed a lot of his best films. Yes, uh, Ferris is easily in my top fifty, top hundred movies. Um, okay, the next one I think is the one you were making a reference to earlier, nineteen eighty seven, some kind of wonderful, which is a flip. Yeah. Of Pretty in Pink, the Pretty other much. way around. Yeah. It, I mean, it's different, yeah. but and and in this one, they do end up together. So that's Eric Stoltz, who's an actor from the eighties that had such a strange career. Um, yeah. He was the well, he was the guy cast in Back to the Future, who oh. filmed like half of it, and then they were like, "He's just not right. We love you, but he's not right." And they replaced him with Michael oh, J. Thank Fox. God they did. Yeah, of course. But you know, he. I mean, he did some good films. He did a film called Mask with Cher in the eighties. Okay. That's really good. Um, anyway, he's the main guy in this good looking guy, but he's um, quite an introvert. That character is yeah. not a very like, he's this kind of strange artsy, 
you know, quiet guy. Yeah, very interesting. It wouldn't have worked for Marty McFly at I, all. I agree with you. And it's interesting. Leia Thompson, who's from yeah. Back to the Future, is his love interest in exactly. this. And then she the married t- the director, uh, Deutsch. Oh, really? Did you know that? Yeah, oh. shortly after I Googled it. she They're not married anymore, but they got married shortly afterwards. I didn't know that. It's interesting. Yeah. And then Mary Stuart Masterson is the tomboy. Who I loved in the, yeah. that day, too. She did a lot of films I liked. That's right. In the 80s and 90s, and mm. she just kind of fell off she the radar. Big. It's yeah. interesting. I don't know what she's doing, but I chances are with Robert Tanny Jr. That's right. She's she a was great good actress. In that. Yeah, and was she the one from Benny and June? Yeah, um, yep. Johnny Depp. Benny I and June. Love that. But she she was big back then, and we loved her. My yeah, sister. Yeah, and I, I like Mary Stuart Masterson. Yeah, um, and in that one, they do end up together. So that was yeah, pretty awesome. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, and it's got a, a young Elias Cotius in it as the punk friend that he befriends. Um, Some right. Kind of Wonderful is a bit of a disjointed movie. It it's is a bit. great. I've seen it a couple times and I enjoy it. Um, Hughes didn't direct it, he wrote it. But it definitely has that John Hughes yeah. vibe and feel to it. Um, also, it came out in 87, but it almost feels like a 90s movie. It does. Because it gets more into a grunge soundtrack. It's Pixies true. Pixies and violent femmes. And, and she's like, like a that. tomboy kind yeah. of drummer. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. And then uh, 1987. So you mentioned you just watched this. I love this movie. Uh, he wrote, John Hughes wrote and directed it, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, John Candy, who I think is fantastic in this one i love best john roles. candy yeah. steve martin who I, I grew up on me too he, my, he was like my dad's hero and i grew up in him so you said you just recently watched yeah. it you had never seen it so before. i had never seen it um it's one that i knew was famous for being a john hughes movie so i did make a point of watching it um those two do an incredible job it's a, it's a brilliant movie yeah um would it be up in my favorite top three no but it's a really good script. I think it also has something to do with you're just visiting it now. Yeah. I watched this film when I was 10 years old. I've told you this story where I stayed up late one night and I watched the Rocky Horror Picture That's Show. That's right. This was the film I saw before that that my dad let me watch that was R-rated. Oh. And it's only R-rated from that one scene. It sounds like you saw the edited version. What Because scene? this film has no reason to be R-rated apart from there is one scene that John Hughes refused to let out of the theatrical version where Steve Martin is trying to rent a car and he has a breakdown and he's like fuck fuck no fuck, i saw that fuckity, that was fuckity, funny fuckity, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. and he says he gets fuck kicked about out 20 times yeah. and that's why it's r-rated that's yeah. the only reason which is and funny he refused to leave that out of the movie yeah. so there is a, there's many versions where they just cut that out and it's pg you know yeah um it's I, I think it's really sweet a very sweet holiday movie because it's all about thanksgiving, thanksgiving. yeah um, and I was One thinking of the about few that. Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> that, yeah, you made me think of that because we were discussing last year. Are there any movies that are just about Thanksgiving? There's like seven or ten. I yeah. tried to make a list last year when we were bouncing around the idea of doing an episode. <laughs> it was it was really a good film, and yeah, um, yeah John Candy amazing performance yeah because there's a great character arc and twist with him at the end and as i said so i watched it at a very young age also steve martin being a huge influence so i've seen it many times since then over the last 30 years so i think that's why it holds a place in my heart there's also that random cameo from kevin bacon at the beginning of the movie where they're two seconds long chasing after a cab i know i was wondering about that i'm like what is he doing in this movie (laughs) yeah it's funny yeah Okay, well, that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, 1988, She's Having a Baby, which I think is also Kevin Bacon. He wrote and directed that 
I don't remember this film. I haven't film. seen it. So I have seen it. I watched it a, a long time ago. I don't remember it much, so I can't really comment on it. Um, 1988, The Great Outdoors. He wrote that. Have you seen that? Long time yeah, ago. Dan I Atkory, can't remember it. John Candy. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Don't really remember it so much now. It's one I might revisit. 89, Uncle Buck. Oh, I, I loved love Uncle, Buck. Uncle Buck. Young Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, baby Macaulay Culkin. And then I had such a crush on the teenage girl in that movie. Yeah. She's not really remember. an actress who came in the way, but she was gorgeous. And then John Candy... Fantastic. I always remember the giant pancakes he makes. Oh, yeah. they're, they're like the size of a table. Yeah. It was amazing. And again, that's a film that really is a, a kind of a staple of Hughes. Yeah. It's funny and slapstick, but it's quite tender at times. It's quite cute and Absolutely. like heartfelt. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Molly Ringwald and John Candy were kind of like his regulars. Yeah. Uh, you can see that they were in a lot of his films. I saw Uncle Buck in the theater. You know, oh I was, wow! I, like I did. I saw it on video many times. I think it was one of the first IMAX films I ever saw. Really? Like how ever. random? Like and that's in like '89. <laughs> maybe IMAX didn't even exist there, but I remember it was an unusually big theater screen. It oh, wasn't cool. the normal theater experience. That's why I think it was IMAX or one of the first kinds of IMAX theaters. Um, but yeah, I love Uncle Buck. I I hadn't seen it in years, and I watched it uh, like two years ago, and I was like, oh wow, this really holds up. Oh cool. Fantastic. Um, okay, let's see what's next. Um, 1989, Christmas Vacation. Love. Which, of course, love. he wrote and directed. And I do think that's like the classic, as you said, vacation, Griswold's it is. movie. It's it's <laughs> so funny. Chevy Chase is phenomenal in that. Yeah. Um, His I, brother. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, when they, oh, they bring the RV. The crazy guy, Randy Quaid. <laughs> Who's it's, great in this? It's so good in that yeah. one because they bring the RV and they park it in front of the house in this really uppity neighborhood with those crazy neighbors yeah. who are always spying on the them. The shit is full. That's Julia Louise yeah. Dreyfus. Yeah. The, and the, the, the giant Christmas tree at the beginning that yeah. literally breaks the entire house. The oh, the, the Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the lights. So good. And a young Juliette Lewis in that as yeah. well. Love it. Uh, a young, is not is that Johnny Kalecki, I think? Or mm, is that remember. from another one? I don't know, but um, some great child actors. Uh, it's, it's a Christmas classic. It's a become an absolute classic every you know almost every american household family watches it during christmas i, I thoroughly Definitely. enjoy it okay good that's christmas vacation okay good so he wrote home alone i knew that yeah. so chris columbus yeah. who went on to do the harry potter movies directed it that was his big breakthrough but john hughes wrote it and it's what such... a combo harry potter director yeah. and john hughes that's yeah. why home alone is amazing well i mean harry potter came like 20 years i later. know but just <laughs> He was the mind of that, you know? Absolutely. Like, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Because it, it feels like a John Hughes movie. And absolutely. Macaulay Culkin made him an international star. Again, super funny, but very touching at times. Oh, yeah. That whole story with the uh, older man with the shovel and, um, you know, with his family, the issues yeah. with his family is brilliant. Well, I've told you it's interesting. I've never been a big fan of the first one and I rewatched it and the second one. I, I had never seen the second one before. I almost I love did. the second I one. I almost enjoyed the second one better. Oh, I, I feel like more happens in the second yeah. one. It moves faster. It just, it's so violent though. So <laughs> unbelievably violent. I love violent. it. He would have killed those burglars a hundred <laughs> times any given Sunday. And they know? just go, ow. Yeah. And Joe Pesci is great in that as well. What are they? The wet bandits yeah. or something? Yeah. So good. Love anyway, it. so that's Home Alone. I have to mention it. So now we get into, you'll see... 
as it goes into the 90s, he really doesn't do much in terms of directing, but he's still quite active writing. Um, but he's already got several just pure 80s coming-of-age classics under his belt. That will stand the test of time. You know, if he had done nothing else after this point, I think still he would have been acknowledged today and revered like he is. Okay. Um, but in uh, 1991, he did Career Opportunities, which he wrote. He didn't direct it. So that actually had a different name in the UK. Oh, it did? What was yeah, it called? Yeah, it was called Up All Night. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, because they stay up all night in the store. In the store. I liked that movie a lot. I, I can't remember the name of the main guy. I like him. He showed up oh, in some 90s movies. Mm. All I do remember is fucking Jennifer Connelly she riding that hot. rocking horse. <laughs> oh, I mean, I went from labyrinth to showing. Yeah, she was smoking hot in that and she, she always had a cleavage showing. Gorgeous yeah. in that scene. And that scene where she's just rocking on the rocking horse, just smiling Okay, at him. get off the rocking horse, oh, Tony. But yeah. made it a gift, man. That thing is viral. What's fun about that movie is the entire concept because whenever I was a child, I was like, how fun would it be to be the only person in this big you know, huge superstore at night right. alone and just run around and cause mayhem. Right. And that's exactly what they do. And then fall in love with a girl. Yeah. And then there are burglars. And It was great. It's actually a cute movie. It has like this, a great 90s soundtrack with like Betty Boo. Do you remember Betty Boo? Yeah, that British like I do. rap singer. I haven't seen it in Betty years. Boo, I wonder Betty if Boo's it holds just up. just doing the do when you are through <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. Anyway, um, well, as I said, I, I watched it 20 years ago, didn't really remember it. And then I watched it a year or so ago and i was like this is quite fun oh, but again i won't lie my attention span was riveted on jennifer jennifer's Conway. boobs <laughs> no not just her boobs by the way yes she has an incredible rack in that film but that's where she really came into her own she went from like you know this little cute girl from labyrinth i don't see her as a swing babe in labyrinth to suddenly you're watching her and this yeah. film and she is a gorgeous woman yeah i mean she's beautiful in that anyway i'll move on um but it it it's a bit of an underrated film. I, actually, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I quite enjoyed Career Opportunities. I wish and I he could wrote remember. that? He wrote it, okay, yeah. Not I directed, wish I could okay. remember the name of that that guy. Again, it's an actor. He's in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, He's yeah in I Doors. know exactly who you mean. He showed up in a bunch of films and he just, he never had a breakout role. Right. Um, but he's done quite well for himself. Did you see Hostiles? Mm -hmm. uh, which the film mm -hmm. I loved. He's like the gruff bearded friend of Christian Bale. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's that guy. He's like, he's a good actor. I didn't actor. know that. Yeah, yeah. Or I think he is. Hostiles was rough. Oh, so good though. <laughs> okay, good. Then he wrote Dutch with Ed O'Neill. Never saw that. Never saw that. Yeah. It's a decent film. He also wrote and directed Curly Sue, which came out in 1991. That was so cute. Okay, I'm not a fan of that It movie. was adorable <laughs> at Danny the time. That's Danny DeVito and the girl with the, the rings. Of... It's not Danny DeVito. It's not Danny DeVito? No, it's uh. Uh, Bill Murray. Oh, no, it's not Bill Murray. It's James Belushi. <laughs> James, yeah, no. It's not. It's Bill Murray. No, it's definitely not. Curly Sue is James Belushi. And then the girl with like sure? the curly locks or yeah. whatever. Um, Curly Sue. Curly Sue. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All I remember of that movie is one of the first scenes as she's standing up on a bed singing the American National Anthem. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. It was a cute story. I'm not a fan of that movie at all. Um, okay, so I'm just going to kind of mention these. We're, sure. We've covered his kind of shining period. Um, 1992, Home Alone 2, he wrote. Okay. And as I said, I thoroughly love enjoyed it. I love uh, Home Macaulay Alone 2, yeah. Culkin running around Lost New, in York. New York. Yeah, yeah, getting up to mischief. 
1992, um, he also wrote and directed several of the, the Beethoven films about the dog. I'm not going to lie. Loved the first Did one. Did you know there were eight of them? I've watched two. One so, and two were really cute. I remember the first one and it was a cute film. The that, second one is yeah. about the older sister and they go on vacation. Oh. And anyway, I lo- I really enjoyed the first yeah, like, two. As cheesy as the first one is, I actually do remember. I remember enjoying that. They made eight of them and he was involved in nearly all of them. Um, he also wrote 1993, Dennis the Menace. Believe it or not. Okay, another one I like. I remember watching that I totally liked it. I mean, I haven't revisited it. Of course not. But but at the time, it was cute. And I used to read the comics so as a kid, so I I enjoyed it. 1994, Baby's Day Out, he wrote. I watched that. Did you? I didn't. Is that any good? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember I know I watched it, though. At all. Um, 1994, he wrote Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, wow. Which I really the new liked. One, then. Yeah, yeah, I liked that I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I liked that a lot. That was with Sir Richard Attenborough. That makes sense. It yeah. had that charm. At it that does. It was a really sweet film. That's what was interesting going through this. When I look at films he was associated with, you instantly go, that makes sense. Yeah. It has that John Hughes film, which just shows how influential he has been to yeah. movies. Because you're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's John Hughesy. He brings uh, a love and a family essence to these films right. that are just very uh, make your heart warm, feel good kind of movie. Exactly. I think that's what it means when you say it's John Hughesy. It's not just because it's about teenagers. No. It's not just because it's high school. It's the sensibility, I think, where he creates real teenage characters. Yeah. They've got their stereotypes. Emotion, yeah. But then he, he brings out the characters so you care about them. And then it, there's a cool soundtrack and there's there's you know style and but substance with the comedy. I yeah. think that's kind of what makes it John Hughesy. I know I'm getting deep, but it's I true. think that makes sense I, I to agree. you, right? I yeah. agree. Okay, 1996. I didn't know this. He wrote 101 Dalmatians. Oh, wow. Glenn Close. I had no idea. Cruella DeVille. I love 101 it's Dalmatians. Good, good one. I really enjoy that film. Um, so that made total sense to me. I was like, absolutely. That's yeah. why it was kind of, uh, it was elevated. It was above average, you know, and Glenn Close is delicious in that. Of course. Um, 1996, he wrote Flubber with Robin I Williams. I never saw that. Never saw Flubber? No, I didn't. I saw it in the theater. I no. mean, that's cute. I mean, I love Robin Williams. And in the 90s, he he like could do no wrong to me. You know what totally. I mean? Um, he wrote Home Alone 3, 1996. Never saw it. I never saw that. It's not Macaulay Culkin. I'm not going to watch it. Um, did you know this? 2002, he wrote Made in Manhattan. I adore that Jennifer movie. Jennifer Lopez and Ralph Fiennes. And I was like, that makes so much sense. It's really because sweet. Because it's above average. It's not, it could just be a dumb rom-com. It's a really it's very sweet. sentimental, sweet film. You know, I was like, God, that makes so much sense. Totally. That's cool. And then the last film he was associated with was um, 2008 Drill Bit Taylor with Owen Wilson. I don't know that. Well, again, it's a dumb film but it's got heart it's with owen wilson who becomes like a bodyguard to these like kids who are like dorks huh and it's not a good film but it made sense to me i was like that's interesting and then obviously so then he passed away in 2009 but what an interesting career amazing career. like he didn't really he kind of kept writing all through the 90s and then just pretty much faded away in the 2000s i i don't know why uh, Here's Hollywood what, can be toxic. Well, I mean, we know that. Yeah, here's what's frustrating to me. Imagine if he was still alive today oh. with the whole renaissance of the 80s. Man, they would have been 
begging for John Hughes to come back. Yeah. He would have know? been on the set of Stranger Things. Oh, and I'm sure he'd <laughs> and be many making, other things. And he'd be making movies. Yeah. Um, That's a shame. We lost him way too soon. It we really, really did. Is. Yeah, it was in his 50s. But what a legacy he left behind. He, he, really fantastic. And s- yeah, like we, we've been over with Steven Spielberg and others, someone that, you know, out of his body of work, far more hits than misses. All around. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said, some of these are absolute classics to me. All right. Well, that look, that was really snap and pop. Let's do this then. Why don't we name off our top five? Okay. What are your top five John Hughes movies? This is going to be hard. Um, Okay. For top, it's going to be between Breakfast Club and Weird Science. And I I can't decide. Can you decide for me? Well, one has to be one and one has to be two. I can't decide. That's how you decide. Okay. Well, Breakfast Club's number one for you. (laughs) Okay. And Weird Science number two. Okay. And then I would say Pretty in Pink. Okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. And we're going for five. We're going for five. Just top five. It's 16 Candles. 16 Candles? Okay. I guess. That's your top five? I guess. It's like written in blood now. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a decent list. Okay. My no, top- Home Alone. Well, he wrote that, but I'll okay. give it to you. I'll I would say Home you. Alone above five. 16 Candles. Okay. Yeah. All right. My top five, uh, Breakfast Club, absolutely number one. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, number two. Uh, probably Pretty in Pink, number three, because I really, I really unabashedly adore that movie. Um, then I would say uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and then uh, Weird Science. Okay. That's my top five. Okay, I think cool. that's a healthy list, right? Yeah, very healthy list. Yeah. Well, that wasn't bad. There you go. That's our spotlight on John Hughes. Well, look, here's the thing. I knew this wouldn't be a super long episode because, unfortunately, he didn't have a huge career, but I just wanted to do it because, A, it's so nostalgic. I I, I, I love the 80s right now. Absolutely. And also, I th- when I think of... People that have been so influential to me, John Hughes is one of my favorite directors. He really is. Even with that small body of work, as I said, just with those five films, um, some of them are just pure enjoyment. Like, look, I know Weird Science is not one of the most meticulously, brilliantly crafted films ever made. I, I realize that. It's just dumb but incredible fun. But a film like Breakfast Club, to me, it has so many layers. So many. Even Ferris Bueller's Day Off, to me. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's brilliant. There are scenes in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, in addition to, like, Cameron, like, you know, when they're in the um, the, the art museum, mm-hmm. looking at all the art, and, like, there's, there's scenes that are just quite poignant and, like, emotional. Agreed. Anyway, I love John Hughes, so I'm, I'm glad we could put a spotlight on him. Absolutely. How was that? fabulous all right folks well thanks for tuning in and look if you want us to feature a special spotlight episode on an actor an actress a director um whoever uh just email us at tony the movie guy podcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll feature your guy or gal next time maybe all right good night everyone good night
Thanks again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. My friendly reminders, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And if you love the podcast and want to continue to support us, we have our Patreon and we also have a sponsor. Um, So showing support for them would support us as well. So make sure to check out the show notes below to follow the link to Great Oral Health and get your oral probiotics today. See you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.